Hello. This episode of Staying in Trouble is brought to you by Rooftop Realty at VegasRooftop.com. Looking for a home? Looking to sell a home? Whatever you want to do with a home, give Eric and his guys a call down at 702-233-4663. And they will help you out with all your home selling or home buying needs. So give them a call. They got a good staff down there and they're willing to uh, help you out with anything that you may need. So uh, if you're looking for a home here in Southern Nevada, give Rooftop Realty a call. Sweet. Let's get into this episode. I have uh, Will Birch with me for this episode, and it is, I'm happy to bring him on. I have an announcement that I got an email today that the most downloaded episode of Staying in Trouble on Spotify was episode eight with Will (laughs) Burtz. Repeat offender. Yeah, so why not bring him back on? If it works, it works. So we're back on. We're going to talk some sports. We're going to talk... some sports betting here in uh, Southern Nevada. With uh, there's a lot coming up, man. There's some sweet uh, football coming up. Some good games coming up this weekend, uh, and uh, not just that, but some our local sports. And of course, there's some hot deals going back and forth with baseball. But, anyways, how you been, Will? Been good, man. How about you? Oh, dude, kind of busy with work, but you know, life. Christmas always gets a little bit busy with holiday season's kids. nuts. It is, dude. We were just, matter of fact, it was funny to get this episode going. We were just up at Target, had to buy some last minute adapter to hook up the sound on this <laughs> bad boy. But he, Will and I were up at Target and it was it was a madhouse and people everywhere trying to get through. We just wanted to get one simple thing. And so people are getting their Christmas shopping in. So this kind of a busy time, you know, whoever says they're not a last minute shopper is full of it. I know I'm a last minute shopper. I'll be out at Christmas <laughs> Eve trying to get that last minute thing going on, but but it's it's the way it is. It's all good. But yeah, dude, that uh, this weekend, man, we got some games coming up, dude. Oh yeah, definitely big games. I mean, we're talking college football starting up big. Some you know bowl games starting up, and you know the, some of the smaller ones. Um, NFL playoff implications coming. Yes. Um, so I mean, a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, NCAA is in full swing. Uh, for basketball so definitely a lot of fun things to keep an eye on yes yes so the last time we had this interview uh i don't think i ever got my question officially (laughs) answered okay so so anyone who knows me i'm not a sports better i i i've bet very little i don't know really what's going on and that's one of the biggest reasons why we wanted to bring will on is I talk to a bunch of my buddies out there and uh, a lot of guys that are kind of in my same boat. There's guys out there who we all kind of, the guys who love sports, they, they like to talk about it. They like to, you know, talk to their friends about it. But when it comes to sports betting, there's the guys that do the sports betting and then there's guys that are just kind of the sports fans. And I fall into the just the sports fan kind of thing. So, but there's a lot of times that I think it would be fun 
to be at home watching the game or maybe at a Golden Knights game or wherever I'm at. And I think the element of having that ticket with you of, hey, man, I just put $20 on. I mean, it's not life-changing money, but it, it makes that element of watching the game and cheering for it that much more exciting. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, too, just being in a bar, being at Miller's you or some, you know, anywhere, and I've got my 49ers gear on, Niners played the morning game, and I'm rooting for the over in the Chiefs game, and I'm sitting next to a Chiefs fan. All of a sudden, you're best friends because you're just sitting there rooting for the Chiefs. I'm rooting yeah. for scores, but I want the Chiefs to score as many as they can, you know, anything like that. So it's it's definitely great, and it, it creates a fun dynamic, and it makes you sometimes watch things that ne you wouldn't necessarily. I mean, and so does fantasy football, you know, right? You get players. It makes you watch something that you wouldn't normally do. So I think, and I think sports betting does that, and it, it can give you an interest in any game, any sport, something could be on. And, you know, I'll plug William Hill a little bit. Uh, they're, they're my favorite app to use. Uh -huh. uh, but, I mean, you can be sitting anywhere, and I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've just pulled out the app because something was on. I was like, well, I'll bet on it because then it'll make me watch it, you know. Yeah, for um, sure. And it doesn't matter what sport it is, whether it be, you know, tennis, football, soccer, you know, hockey, basketball, whatever it is. It gives you something, and you pick a side, and then you can kind of root. So, But it definitely does create a different dynamic. makes it a little more fun sometimes. Okay, so this Saturday. We got some NFL games going on. What do we got going on on the NFL? The, so there's some games Saturday. Say, I, once again, I got 40 bucks in my pocket, okay. burning a hole. I decide not to spend it on my children and buy them a Christmas <laughs> gift. <laughs> they got plenty, I'm sure. <laughs> or, or I'm mad at them and I don't want to spend it. And I, 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 I want to do something for me. So I, I'm going I'm to belly up down to one of these sports books. I got a team in mind. Say, it, well, I mean, we'll, we'll just go 49ers because obviously that's the most important team. And they are playing <laughs> Saturday. Uh, so, and, and we do have a triple header on Saturday. We have the Rams at 49ers. We have uh, the Bills at Patriots. And we have uh, the Texans at the Buccaneers. So, okay, so I'm a 49ers fan. Okay. I got 40 bucks in my pocket. I want to put it on there. Uh, they haven't been in the playoffs these last couple of years, right? Yeah, they've been, they've been struggling. Yep. So now they're there. You're excited. They had a pretty good season. Uh, what do I do with the 40 bucks? I mean, I, I, I get up to the window. There's a little intimidation. There's a guy back there. There's a bunch of numbers on the board. I, I've been there before, and sometimes I'm not 100% of what to do. And then there's a guy behind you that has four sheets filled <laughs> out. He's antsy. He's ready to get up there, and you just feel like, uh I just want the 49ers to win and I got here, take my money. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to look like an asshole and hold up the whole line, you know? So, For sure. um, you know, and there, there are multiple ways to bet it. Um, but say you're going to do something like that specifically, you want to bet the 49ers on Saturday and you just want the 49ers that you don't, you don't want a, a bunch of other things. So we're not going to mm -hmm. put a parlay bet in. So a parlay is when you take a bunch of multiple things and you put them on one ticket and everything has to go your way. Everything has to hit for you to make any money. There's no, you know, if you hit so many, you get a little back. It's not like a Kino machine. So in that case, we're just saying, okay, 49ers, that's all we want. Now, if we're talking, we just want them. They're just going to win. That's it. 
Yeah. We don't want to worry about spreads or anything like that. Then what we're going to bet is called a money line. So you're going to get up there. You're going to get in line. You're going to look at that big intimidating board, right? And you're going to mm. see all this stuff. And then you're going to look at the matchup and you're going to see LA Rams, San Francisco, and there's going to be two lines and there's going to be a bunch of stuff next to it. And, and when you're looking at that board, it'll generally have a number next to it. So right now I have uh, Vegas Insider, which is a really, really good tool to use. It's something you can look at before you go to a casino so you're not just completely floored. You can get an idea of what a spread would be or or what the cost of something might be as far as that goes. Uh, but I have, I have Vegas Insider up right now, and I'm looking at it, and I have basically next to LA Rams, you see 451 here. And then next to San Francisco, you see 452, right? So okay. that would be like your bet number. Generally, if you're in a casino, it's going to be a little longer. It could be three. It could be four numbers. Uh, but you're going to see a number next to the name. If you walk up, some people will kind of spot you and be like, oh, okay, he's a little newer. And they'll help you out. Mm-hmm. Some people just don't care whoever's behind the, you know, behind the counter. Yeah. But the best rule of thumb is no matter what, if you go up there and you just want the 49ers to win, you're not going to go up and just say, I just want the 49ers to win. Like, yeah. You're going to probably get some shade for that. Yeah, so, for sure. so again, and that's, you know, good. You're arming yourself with that knowledge. We're going to walk up there and like I said, we're going to say, okay, 452 is the number next to San Francisco. And you're betting them just to win, no spread, no points involved. So we're going to say, sir, I'd like to put whatever. You got 40 bucks in your pocket? Mm-hmm. Okay. F- sir, I got 40 bucks. I would like I would like to place $40 on 452 money line. Money line just means that you're betting them to win. Whatever the cost of that might be. And then you know, we'll get into costs a little more and I'll explain what the costs of it are. But money line basically is just saying, hey, I just want them to win. That's it. Yeah. No spread. I think they're just going to win. Whether it's by one or a hundred, they're going to win. Yeah. So when we get into spreads, then you would talk about, I'm going to take them plus or minus, you know, and then we'll talk about how the spreads get into. But so for that specific question right there, I want the 49ers just to win this weekend. So I'm going to go up there. I'm going to say, sir, I want number 452 or whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. And whatever the number next to them, and I want to take them money line. And then you hand them that money. They basically punch the numbers in, write it up, ticket prints out, and you're done. And always check your tickets. I'll say oh, yeah. that. Always check your tickets because things happen, but always check your tickets. So if he doesn't punch it in right, you can get a, oh, yeah. a total you, you, bum you, ticket. You could get something completely different, or you might have wanted money line, and he might have given you spread. So now you're saying, okay, right now, as I'm looking at it, William Hill, they're minus 6.5. Um, at Westgate, they're 6.5. So across the board right now, early in the week, they're 6.5. Station Casino, 6.5. Uh, that's the other great thing about Vegas Insider. It gives you basically all the places in Vegas. And you can compare lines. So if there's a line you like somewhere better than another, you can go there. See, that's crazy to me that each place has a different line. You would think that it's almost like, I don't know, I guess in my own head, I would think that all the places, it would be like a standard. Like, well, there it is. So if you go to William Hill, you go over to Bally's or wherever you want to go, it's going to be the same. But that's not the case at all. No, not at all. So in this case, you know, if you're talking about the Westgate Superbook, Mm-hmm. Right. It's one of the largest books across the nation. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they are actually used for certain demographics, whether it's FS1, ESPN, anything like that. Um, you have William Hill, which is the largest like international sports book used in England and, you know, in soccer pitches and places like that. And then you have stations, which is obviously a huge chain here. Right. Yeah. So every book is owned differently by different companies. Right. So obviously different people have different vested interests. Station casinos could care less what the line is at William Hill because they don't have any they don't have any vested interest there. Mm-hmm. So really your vested interest comes down to how much money. So if I'm if I'm what we call a whale guy who likes to play big, right? And I walk into station casinos, I go to Red Rock, 
right? The line's six and a half. Well, I don't like six and a half. I want it at six. And I and I, you'll hear about stuff like this in fights and, and other games. You'll you'll see lines move throughout the week and sometimes substantially, mm-hmm. especially if you know a player gets hurt or something late on or someone's get called out. Yeah. So in this case, say I walk into Red Rock and and I've got you know a cool mill in my pocket, you know, and mm-hmm. a guy just lays a mill on the bet. I've you'll literally see big players like that lay a million, you know, they'll or or whatever to try and get the line to swing. So if William Hill has forty five million dollars on the 49ers minus six and a half, what they're going to do is they're going to shift that line to entice you to take the other side. So basically what they're doing is obviously casinos aren't built on winners, right? So they're risk averse in in, in most cases. So what they're going to do is they're going to find the way to make sure they lose the least amount of money or take the most money from you. So if everyone's just hard on the San Francisco 49ers this weekend, minus six, minus six and a half, whatever it is, wherever it is, each vested interest is obviously going to do the best they can to not lose money. So if someone at William Hill and say the whole William Hill clientele is just pounding the 49ers at minus six and a half, mm-hmm. well, they're saying, okay, so the public is just pounding six and a half. We're going to move it up to seven now or seven and a half. And we're going to make you go away from that oh. because now there's so much vested on that side of the line. They want people to now invest on the other side of the line. So they lose less money. And that's basically how it is. Right. They want to keep it as close to even and still take their money. So they they watch the action on which one's going to be more, what more people are going for. Absolutely. And that, and that's yeah. 100% where you see the line shifts come from. When you see stuff where a, a line opens and all of a sudden the public hammers something like, uh, for instance, here, let's look at Buffalo, New England. It's got New England minus six and a half. Uh, New England, obviously better in their division i mean they're playing buffalo in mm-hmm. the division right so i mean maybe not the best but say you know it opened at six and a half and and there is not a single dollar played on buffalo and everyone's just laying hard on new england all of a sudden that line's gonna go from six and a half to seven seven and a half to eight and they're gonna try and get yeah. you to buy back and take the points on the bills which again fantastic defense this year kind of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. you know really revamped josh allen's doing a killer job um so so really cool to see but you'll definitely see the line changes and that's the reason for the line change but there and there are big betters out there that go out intentionally to shift lines so they can get the numbers they like kind of like that old guy for the houston astros exactly the world series what did he drop three million dollars in something cash crazy, or something yeah. like he that. he went down there with a briefcase yeah, and just yeah, yeah. here's it my was bet all over social media man it, yeah they, I, I don't know who that guy was but he was dead set that Oh yeah, he was on it, and and I mean, but in there, right? He's he's not doing that now to shift a line. That's just his bet, right? Yeah. But there are guys who do stuff like that and lay heavy so much on one side to get lines to shift, so that they can lay heavier on the number they want. Got it. Got it. Man, that's. <laughs> there's a lot of information there. There's a lot to unpack. Oh yeah, and I mean, like I said, those are little things. But as a consumer, you'll you'll understand why a line will change. That makes sense, right? So that's yeah. easy. That's really all you need. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure that no one listening to this podcast, at least as of right now, <laughs> is going out right now and probably shifting lines if you're just learning. So, um, you know, you'll understand why lines do change and why they creep up one way or go the other. You know, you're talking injury report, things like that. So Got it. You'll, you'll definitely see that. And that's why you can understand why a line will change. Now, so, so numbers aren't changing from... The same line is from from pro to college ball too. College football that's playing these bowl games that are starting, 
same thing. You can go on, you can get the same lines, place your bets right on there. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and if if you were to go over to Green Valley Ranch Day right now and mm-hmm. take a line on LSU Oklahoma, now that <laughs> that game started, I want to say it opened at like ten and a half uh, LSU favorite. So if you took LSU minus ten and a half when it opened, you're a lucky man because today it closed at fourteen. So there were, I want to say three. I want to say there were three. Oklahoma players who declared they're not going to play in the bowl, two starters and one notable backup. Um, so that's a huge line shift. So now you see the casinos going, okay, we've got star players not playing. Now we're going to make oh. it bigger. So if you took it at open, yeah. when it opened at 10 and a half, you'd have LSU minus 10 and a half. So, uh, you know, for those of you who do know the spreads or whatever, minus 10 and a half means at the end of the day, when you take the scores, if you subtract 10 and a half points from LSU and they still beat Oklahoma, that's the handicap, that's the spread, then then you still win your bet. They need to win by more than 10.5 for you to win a minus 10.5 bet, which means they're favorited. Same thing with the plus. At the end of the day, if you you know took uh, Oklahoma plus 10.5 and you added that on, and then you know they still lost, you'd lose your bet. If they were ahead now with that plus 10.5, then you'd win your bet. That's how the plus and minus works. Got it. So, Got it. But, you know, again, so if, if you go so from— whenever you place your bet— mm-hmm. The casino has to honor whatever It's valid. Your Once that in, ticket's in, that it's, it's in. valid. So if something Even if happens, it changes. oh, absolutely. No matter what, it's going to change. Unless you do a hard card parlay, which then they can take games off and and you know, they can they can cancel out parlays at mm-hmm. any time. I mean, technically they could cancel something if it goes completely awry or, you know, if you know, the whole New England Patriots got sick and they threw their cheerleaders in to start, they could void yeah. a game kind of thing. But you know, but Basically, no matter what the changes are, whatever you get that ticket at is what you got it at. So, like I said, if you went in and got LSU minus ten and a half, you're already three and a half points ahead of anybody that just bought it today because they're taking a minus fourteen. So you go from a field goal and a half a point to now it's two touchdowns, and that's just over a course of a couple of days because a couple Oklahoma players who are star players have basically said we're not playing in a bowl game because they don't want to you know damage their uh, draft value. Wow. Man, there's a lot to. <laughs> I mean, like, like I mean, and you you're really getting gotta, into super analytics really gotta, now. Yeah, but you really got to do kind of your, you know, that you know that research to really get into it, you know. Oh yeah, and, and w- which makes it fun, which makes the internet, these apps and stuff like that, ten times easier to to be able to do it. I don't know how these guys did it before the internet. Oh yeah, and I mean, and then you're getting, you know, you you're gonna have inside sources when you're a handicapper. You know, I think it, it's gotten a lot easier now because you have so much information at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. But being a handicapper in the day was having an inside source, knowing someone like an Adam Schefter who's got the details, and you can hear things and who's playing, who's not playing. You know, paying attention to print media and you know radio and TV, and I mean, you had to have all your sources in line. And generally, having a little bit of an inside source is super helpful. But now, yeah, I mean, there's so much at hand that, you know, can really make it if you really want to spend the time. But even then, I mean, it's you never know. Okay, so I know your team's the 49ers. (laughs) I know this. So you hear. (laughs) So so, and apparently you know what you're talking about. Uh, A little bit. So your team's this weekend. Mm hmm. Man, what are your picks? Give me the wheel picks. Oh, I love them against the Rams. Uh, six and a half, especially. I, if it were me, I'd probably buy the hook down, which that's something else we can talk about more as we get into the the betting side of it. But um, I like flat numbers, meaning that there's a chance you can push. When you have that half point, you have to be on either side to win or lose. 
So at, when I keep saying minus six and a half, we're saying San Francisco. If you take minus six and a half, that means they have to win by seven or more for you to win that bet. Got it. Now, at some places like William Hill, you'll pay a little bit extra on the price of the line, which we'll get into price of the line more uh, here in a little bit. But you can pay a little extra and basically take that half a point away, and then you could get them at minus six. So that's probably something I would do. Um, they've matched up really well against the Rams. The Rams have been more than unimpressive. Uh, I think it's kind of a knee jerk. I mean, their, their, their culture versus, you know, their talent has been, um, I don't think they've created a sustainable culture in uh -huh. LA. Um, tons of talent though. Oh yeah. But, um, you know, they've really struggled this year and, and I think that the Niners will match up well against them. I mean, they've beat, you know, what I think to be better opponents in like the Packers and, and, and some other games that way. Um, look at that Saints game was a blowout. I mean, there was just tons and tons of points back and forth. And, you know, they came out in the end, just squeaked it out at the end. But tons of points. They just blew that up. That was a really cool game. Um, so I, I love San Francisco minus six this weekend. Um, but, again, I, I also don't bet on my own team. Um, See, I was just going to get at that. Yeah, no. And, and, so do you bet with your heart? Like, I, I'm sure there's a lot <laughs> of hardcore fans out there, whatever team that you're a fan of. And you, it, it's hard to kind of go against them. When I started playing fantasy baseball a lot, mm -hmm. it was kind of hard to kind of pick players off teams that I really kind of disliked. Oh, yeah. And, and you got to kind of get away from that. You kind of disconnect from like that fan base and you got to look at what's really the smart choice. So if, say, this was reversed sure. and the Rams were favored to win and the Rams were looking good and the 49ers have just a very slight chance to win – would you be able to turn against them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I love money. <laughs> I especially like my money. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> um, I, I've never <laughs> I've never really had a problem uh, betting against my teams either. Um, I'm also a Notre Dame fan. Um, there's been plenty of times I've had to bet against some of the massive spreads that have been put up with Notre Dame. And, I mean, they've been good this year, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, haven't been as great as I think they should have been. Um, but I also took them at one point this year, uh, minus 45 and a half. Mm -hmm. You know, they won by 52 uh, in that game. But that was the largest spread in since in Notre Dame since I think like 1920-something or 1960-something. They said it was some crazy number. Um, but I took that line. But there's also been spreads where I've taken them minus 17, thinking, man, this should be a blowout, you know, and they win by 10. So yeah, it is hard. I, like I said, the 49ers is one team I won't bet on. NFL is probably one of my smaller plays overall. I find a game or two that I like, and I stick with it. I don't tend to just bet lots of games, whereas, uh, I mean, like college football, you know who's going to win a game for the most part, and they're generally pretty lopsided, especially when you're finding, you know, you know playoff contending teams versus nobody tech, technical, like agricultural. It's harder to follow, though. It can be. I mean, it's it's a lot Not more all time. All the games are on TV. Nope. You uh, you, you kind of have to find out about them, and you don't really know all the players. I mean, these players, some of them, you don't know their names. You don't know their talent. No. Their teams are huge. Oh, yeah. They got giant teams on the sidelines. They're bringing in players from right and left. Some just were, like, months ago were playing in high school. Oh, yeah. You know, and so you, you got – I find it kind of harder to follow than – say NFL, which is more of a standard team. You got the same team most of the time. I mean, there's always trades every year, but I find that to be a lot easier to deal with. And when you're looking at a smaller college. volume, right? You're looking at 32 teams in the NFL. Mm -hmm. How many division one teams are there? 
you know, you're looking at a massive number. So, so yes, even though if I were to say right now, can you name me two defensive players from the Texas, you know, from, from the Houston's or from Houston Texans, excuse me. I mean, could you name two defensive players from the Houston Texans? Probably not. Okay. So, but, and you're looking at 32 teams. Now, can you tell me the outside tackle for Oklahoma? Like, (laughs) you know, you get what I'm saying? Like, or, or even, you know, if you get crazier and you go into something like, you know, can you tell me who the quarterback is for, you know, Florida Atlantic? Yeah. No. Right. I mean, I know I'm just gonna tell you, you don't know, but like, you know, so, you know, but you're look like I said, now you're looking at, and I mean, when you look at college sports in general, you know, especially for me, you know, I don't have a lot of time. I'm not always around my phone, especially with work and things like that. I tend to kind of latch into certain conferences or certain areas or, you know, I like, especially when I bet college basketball, I actually like to bet like the more obscure games uh, rather than the bigger games. Um, this year is kind of I, fun. I see. So so you find that section that you like and you kind of stick to you it. You find things you like, you yeah, know. Um, pattern. You know, and a lot of people, guys from the Midwest, would probably tell you they like the MAC, which is the Middle yeah. America Conference, right? So that's Midwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, stuff Midwest Conference. Um, you know, you're going to see things like that, and like the MAC is known for certain things. Or you know, like I might go bet the Big Ten because I think you know the Big Ten's great for offense, no defense, just mm-hmm. tons of points. So I, I'll I'll go look at the overs and bet overs there. You know, you find things that you know or things that you like, and you follow trends and you look at things. But ultimately, yeah, it's it's having a 40 hour a week job. There's no way I'm going to be able to spend enough time to sit here and tell you, okay, here's what I like for this week in every matchup. You know, I'll find matchups I like. I'll find players I like. I'll find, you know, things I like, teams I like. And and then you kind of go that way, I would say, more than anything. Responsibility sucks. That's terrible, man. It's terrible. It gets in the way of everything it's <laughs> the way of all kinds of things yeah makes you really wish you had that old silver spoon right <laughs> Dude, sometimes man call my dad up yeah man you really screwed the pooch yeah, on this one on, man. <laughs> you blew it yeah i gotta go to work every day <laughs> but anyways yeah so so then from football we have uh hockey lines are pretty much the same thing the numbers are still there same thing, there's going to be a favorite team, there's going to be a team that's not so favored in there, and same thing, it can change up. So you want to go put some money on the Golden Knights. Sure. You, you, you're excited of a game, maybe you got tickets to the game, you want to put some money down before you go over to T-Mobile, watch the game, make it a lot more exciting. Try and pay for your tickets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. They've been expensive. <laughs> and uh, same principle applies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what's going to be a little different here is we've talked about spreads with, you know, football six and a half or Jacksonville, Atlanta, seven, New Orleans, Tennessee's three, you know, respective sides, you know, Redskins, Giants, two and a half. We've talked mm-hmm. about college being, you know, Notre Dame minus 45 and a half, huge numbers like that. Right. Yeah. And basketball can be anything from, you know, 17 to one to to a pick. Right. So the difference is. And, and this applies to your favorite baseball. Yes. It's the exact same thing as betting hockey. As far as when you pick a winner, you're still betting the same thing, your money line. But your favorites are going to be generally substantially, like you're, you're going to see huge differences in the lines, right? So tonight, the Golden Knights were money line favorites because we're at home playing mm-hmm. the wild. Uh, and we're currently down 1-0. Um, but 
they were minus 190. So what that means is if I bet, and I kind of talked about this last time, so I won't go too, too crazy into it, but if I bet $190, I would win 100, and I'd still get my 190 back, so it would pay 290. And those are your two big key terms. You win and pay. So win is your actual winnings from your bet. Pay is what you get back. What they actually you pay you, yeah, them. because yeah. you gave them that money. So, so that's where you see. So, for instance, so we're basically almost a two dollar favorite tonight, is how you would say that. So, you're laying a dollar ninety is generally how that would be said, mm-hmm. um, just for jargon fun. But um, so that's basically just saying we're a, we're a pretty solid favorite at home tonight. And when you see that now, now when we go to talking about spreads in hockey and baseball, so you have what we call a puck line in hockey. So that's that's your spread is mm-hmm. the puck line. When you're the favorite, you are always minus one and a half. If you are the underdog, you are always plus one and a half. Meaning whatever side you take, you have to win by two if you're taking the favorite. So you have to win by two, uh-huh. not one. So you have to you have to cover that half a point. And there's no buying half points in this situation. You play the one and a half. That's why you're getting it. So you're going to get a better dollar value. So you can be, you know, say a minus 180, minus 190 favorite, you know, and that's a pretty expensive favorite. You're basically betting $2 to win one. That's, you know, that's, yeah, that's a pretty yeah. big bet. So now if you're saying, okay, well, they're the favorite, but instead of that, I'm going to take them minus one and a half. Okay, cool. So you're saying they're going to win by two. Now you're going to get a completely different line price, right? So... Mm-hmm. Now you might get them at plus money because you're saying now they got to win by two, not just one. They don't just have to win. So immediately if you go to overtime, you're in a puck line bet is lost. If you go to a shoot, you know, once you, once you go through regulation, you can't win by two. First goal score, it's over. Yeah. Go to a shootout. Whoever wins, you only get one. So, you know, immediately you lose a puck line if you go beyond regulation. So to win by two though, you'll get a lot of times you'll get plus money. So you may be paying two to one or one to two technically, but you're going to be paying $2 to win one on the money line. But if you say, okay, they're going to win by two. Now you might be getting at plus money. So when you have plus money, whenever you see that, if it says, okay, they're minus 190 on the money line, but on the puck line, we're plus 140. What that means is it's the opposite, right? When it was the minus number, that's what you have to bet to win a hundred. Mm-hmm. When you have the plus, that's what you win if you bet a hundred. So if they're plus 140 and I bet $100, then I win 140, pay 240. Oh. Now, and you can do the same thing with, you know, and generally what I tend to do, like I don't always do big bets like that. A lot of times, yeah. you know, I'll knock a zero off the back and it's the same thing. If I bet $10, I win 14, pay 24. Got it. And I like to do them in kind of accordance with the lines. That's how I bet, you know, those how I use units like that, especially when I'm doing spreads, $11 units, things like that. But when you see the plus side, it's the opposite. That's what you get if you bet 100, whereas the minus is that's what you have to bet to get 100. Got it. So that's really the big difference. But that's And that's the same with baseball. Your run line is always one and a half, whether the underdog or the favorite, it's always one and a half. See, now this seems really important. When you think you got a winning ticket, <laughs> I, I, can, I can see this happening. I can totally see this happening, and especially I can see myself doing this. Right. Where I go to the game, I bet this certain way. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. The Knights win. I'm excited. I go back. I'm like, dude, I won. And the guy just looks at me. 
No, dude. No winner. You didn't win anything. Yeah. They basically just, no winner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, Sir, can you check this ticket? Yeah. Generally, don't go up Please there and say, hey, I way. won. <laughs> yeah. Don't go up there and say, hey, I won, unless you're like real sure. <laughs> you go up there and said, can you check this, please, sir? Yeah. And it, no winner. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go, oh, no. shit. <laughs> you want to talk about the walk of shame, right? You walk uh, away from that. that uh, you're counting your money all the way through the line, and then you walk out empty-handed, yeah. head hung low. Yeah, yeah. Here's a free drink coupon. Have a nice yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to make that mistake. Definitely not. But yeah, that's why dude, I said check your tickets, though. Check your tickets when you leave. As soon as you leave that stand, before you even do, look at him when he hands them to you. I've had tickets be wrong and been like, oh, no, 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 this is what I want. And hand them back to him. And right there, he'll cancel that ticket and he'll reprint it. Oh, okay. But check your tickets. Always make sure. Always you check do your that. tickets. Make sure it's exactly what you wanted. That's good advice. That's really good advice. I'm a kind of guy that'll probably just take it, and then I'll be sitting up in the in the 207 section at the Golden Knights. Like, wait a minute, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> or but, I, you know, I've actually had friends too who have put in bets and been like too, like kind of wishy washy, scared to go back and just be like, hey, this isn't what I wanted. Like, again, you talk about the intimidation factor. If you haven't yeah. been there, you don't know. I mean. Oh yeah, it's it's it, it can be intimidating. I mean, there, there's a lot of information. There's like you said, there's people literally waiting on you, you know, and there's people who obviously know their stuff and are doing this constantly. Oh yeah, and and, and that's a big thing here in Vegas. It's funny, you know, being born and raised here, I never really got in the whole gambling scene. Obviously, as a kid, you you don't get into it, but like sure. he, he, even as an adult, speak for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but there's been a couple times that I I try to hang out with buddies that are from out of town and. Man, we're going to go hit the tables. And you're sitting there, and, I mean, we all know how to play blackjack. That's a very simple game to play. Mm. But you're playing. Mm. It's, it, it really, you know, sure, it makes sense, but there are so many different kinds of etiquettes. And, you know, That's what hitting I'm on certain numbers, that's absolutely. You know, absolutely, you're 100% that right. part of the game is, it, that's what I was going to get at, is that there's some guy that's sitting across the table you're holding it up or you do something that's not the etiquette of the table and then you throw it off and then that guy's he's pissed oh, at you. then he's mf and you the up and down oh, oh yeah bad yeah and, and and you don't know what you you really did wrong you're like oh was i supposed to do that was i supposed to do that you know so it's that's always took me away from all of that stuff is because it's being right in front of the person and then not knowing exactly how you do it because you're not there all the time. And I think that's the biggest problem with 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 guys in general is guys, masculinity and stuff like that. You know, we don't want to ask for help. We don't want to be that dude that's like completely lost. We want to, you know, usually we talk more crap than what we can really hold up. Yeah. And, 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 all, and all guys do that. And and that's the thing is it, it's it's good to know this information. There's a lot to unpack. And I think... I think we'll definitely have you on again so we can talk about it even more, maybe break down into one section of of this kind of betting and that kind of betting. Sure. But, but the, there's a lot of huge games coming up here, and uh, it, it's fun to have you on to, to kind of talk about that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I mean, even to get some feedback, you know, if there are people that have questions or something like that, would be cool to even, you know, someone to say, hey, you know, what does this mean? What's an over-under? What's, you know... You know, what's a prop bet do? How do you want a prop yeah, bet? You know, things yeah, like exactly. that. Like, it, you know, if, if someone does say something like, you know, definitely love to do that again and, and, you know, be able to bring some light to some of those other things. Cause, and there's a lot of niche things in there. You know, I mean, there oh, are, yeah. you know, learning first half bets, second half bets, and, you know, things like that. And, and prop bets, you know, in game betting, 
There's so many. And, you know, you want to talk about line changes. Try in-game betting if you've never done it. It changes literally minute by minute by minute by minute by minute. So it just constantly changes. So if you're watching a game, you know, and it's third down and 10, all of a sudden the lines are going to shift in the favor of one team. And then if they get a first down or a 30-yard bomb, you know, next thing you know they're on the other side of the field, yeah. then, yeah, things are going to change. And then all of a sudden lines are going to shift completely opposite and and your spreads are going to change, I mean, literally point by point to, you know, watch basketball. Watch someone go on a run and watch it, watch it go all the way up and then all of a sudden they start losing, you know. And you can, you, I mean, you can see huge swings, for, especially in basketball. Oh, Watching yeah. college basketball and you see a favorite, like early on they won't, you know, they won't give up the ghost early, you know, uh, especially if a favorite or heavy favorite is losing it, they'll, you know, it stays pretty close, but I can't tell you how many times I've been in there and you're watching a heavy favorite and they go into halftime about tied. And all of a sudden you basically get the starting line cut in half at best. And, you know, now, so now I'm getting a 15 point favorite at halftime who's tied and a much better team. I'm getting them at minus six instead of minus 15. Yeah, I'll take that bet, you know, yeah, especially sure. if it's someone who you believed in before over uh, the Thanksgiving holiday. So sometimes it's not good to jump on a bet right away. Not sometimes always. It's, it's good to wait. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there there are um, there have been times that I've seen a game or uh, I like to use Ken Pomeroy. Um, he has some analytics and, and there are services like that you can pay for too, like 20 bucks for the year. And every day he puts out his picks and the spreads. Like he's he's one of that the sports bet or sports books will actually use to set lines, especially for those really like kind of innocuous games that they don't do enough research about because mm-hmm. NFL is still on right now. And because NFL is still on, they're not doing that much extra research on college basketball, especially those smaller games yeah. like I was talking about yeah. that I like to bet. And there's been plenty of times where he'll put out a line and he's saying that Wake Forest are five-point favorites. And then you look on the book and they're three-point dogs. I hammer those. Those are big ones. And those are things you can look at like that, you know. But then there's times where it's like Maryland's playing, you know, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. And you're like, well, this should be a blowout. It's 15, but I like the spread better around 12. Or, you know, in that case, it'd probably be a little different. But whatever. But over the Thanksgiving break, there were specifically three days in a row that I took Maryland in the second half in game and I got them at like minus six. It was either minus six or minus seven, three days in a row. And they were in those like the Hawaii and the Bahamas tournament that they do every year around Thanksgiving. Three days in a row, I got them at at least half the price that they were originally, or I'm sorry, half the line, same price, but half the line that they were originally started on. And that was how I started my day. They were the morning game every day and I hit it three days in a row, taking them in game. But then again, like I said, that's a huge shift because the one day they were down two going into half. The one day they were tied. Next day, you know, the third day, I think they were down five going into half. So they basically had to win the second half by, you know, 12 for me to cover my bet. And they did. But I got such great lines. And But I did that three days in a row just on Maryland. It was hilarious. But that was... I'd come back and tell Jess, and she's just kind of like, I, I, I don't care. I'm, I'm, making, I'm, I'm making turkey and pie. Like, who, who cares? <laughs> Great. She's like, and you're all you know. excited. <laughs> and the best is I tell her constantly, oh, I got this in, and I got this in, and I got this in. She's like, I can't keep track. So is that good? I don't know. Did that win? Okay, cool. Like, <laughs> See, that college basketball, that's another thing that's way over my head. I mean, March is still a ways away. But when, that, when they determine that bracket, and then it's always fun to pick your bracket. You know, oh yeah, everyone. and and you do that, and I'm picking school, man. I'm never, even, I don't even know where half these schools are located. <laughs> right, at. right. I don't know any of their players, but I, I'm just kind of picking because 
ESPN's bracket says, well, this team was better than this team and this and that. And, and he sure. just kind of randomly pick it. So I totally understand what you were saying is, is you kind of find your, your niche. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I'm always been a West coast fan, sure. always a big West coast fan. So if I was going to get into that kind of stuff, I would always stick to more teams and games out here in the West, concentrate on those and rarely, rarely look in the Midwest or East Coast or the South or anything like that sure. for games. So I, I could totally understand why picking an area or picking a region or picking a certain league or something like that, you know, that's a lot easier to do. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, it's sometimes it's just finding a, a, a division that interests you mm-hmm. or, or you can... <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I'm greedy enough in the fact that I try to find a division that's so one lo- like one sided, just super lopsided, that I feel like no matter which side of it I pick, like I'm I'm gonna win. Um, but I mean, that's again, that's betting, right? Like I want to win my money, so that. But that's it's a game in itself. It is what it is, right? Yeah, and then you find awesome. you find the little pieces that you want and the things that interest you, you know. And if you have a school, you know, like again, like I like like a Notre Dame, right? Or um, I do like to bet a lot of like back east schools, a Seton Hall or, you know, mm-hmm. Creighton is in Nebraska, you know, things like that or Gonzaga. Gonzaga is in kind of a, a weird division over in the West, too. Right. And, and then betting things like uh, UC Santa Barbara, you know, basketball and, you know, things like that. Like you'll find things that you like and the, the, the divisions you like and, you know, mm-hmm. who's OK and who's not, you know, or or betting Utah State, you know, who has a 32 year old point guard because he went on a mission and things like yeah. that. But but he's a baller. You know, and so like out of nowhere, Utah State's top twenty-five rank, and you're like, what? Like you know, yeah. so things like that. You know, you yeah, see these schools, or or actually used a kind of a funny reference earlier was the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, UMBC, the Golden Retrievers. They were kind of just nobody, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of backdoored their way into the tournament last year. Speaking of doing your bracket and things like that, right? And they won their first round as a sixteen seed. I believe they were the 16 seed, the first one to ever win as a 16 seed, and they may not have been. But they they won either their first round and second round, or just their first round. But no one knew who they were, and they were they're such a small school that after they won that first round game, mm-hmm. there was so much internet traffic of people googling them and trying to figure out who UMBC Golden Retrievers were. Yeah. They actually crashed the school servers because there was so much web traffic <laughs> after their first win. And that's but that's what's crazy, right? No one's going to pick UMBC to win their no. first round pick in the dance. Like, I'm sorry. No one knows where they're from. Exactly. What was it last year or the year before? What was that Man, what was that school's name with the they, they had that traveling old lady with them? Loyola Marymount or yeah. Loyola was it Loyola Chicago? But yeah, it was yeah, Loyola. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, 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 it was yeah Loyola. Yeah. 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 It, and that that lady was like their good luck charm. And she would come to the games and she was a big fan. I think she was in a wheelchair. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And she was I mean, she was ancient. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't even know if she's still alive right now. I mean, I hate to I don't want to say anything bad about it. But. Loyola ramblers yeah like they came out of nowhere and they were killing it in the in the tournament was it last year or the year before it was last year yeah all right man thank you will i appreciate you doing this interview and giving us all this good information uh, i appreciate you doing that and maybe hey you'll break your uh spotify record get some more downloads but anyways as we close this year out and 
close this podcast out, I just want to thank everyone for uh, their support. I want to thank Rooftop Realty for their support for the podcast. And I'm really, really grateful for all the listeners. I'm grateful for the feedback that we get from a lot of you guys and how we can make this better. Uh, good information, good, honest criticism, and we're grateful for that. Uh, you can continue to hit us up on Facebook or Instagram, or you can email us at stayinintroublepodcast at gmail.com. And please continue to give us good info, and uh, we look forward to 2020 and look forward to making this better and seeing where this podcast can go. But it can only get better with uh, some good insight, what you guys want to hear, the information, the content, and whatever you guys want to hear, we want to accommodate and get some good people on here, get some good interviews and good material. And we hope that all of you have a safe and a wonderful holiday season. And we look forward to seeing you in 2020. So we will see you then.